and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freak, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays, that's right, twice a week with your episodes of the J Train Podcast, with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how this whole thing works. Listen, the world is ever-changing. We don't know what's going on out, out, out there. We, uh, every day, something new. That's where this podcast comes in. Consistency. Your boy, Papa JT, the Wizard of Ha, the Sultan of Swipes, the Prince of Promos, the Board Lord himself. I come in here to give you a little, an hour of your day to take your brain, put it on the shelf, and just hang with my guests and I. And, and listen, all you got to do is tell a friend there's, there's ways to compensate me for my time and my efforts. Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. You can join the Patreon. Patreon, I have now, it's taken, we've been doing it for years, but I really have a handle on what we're doing. Monday, you got J-Train. Tuesday, I'll give you a day off. Wednesday, I'm doing Luxury Lounge on the Patreon. Luxury Lounge, it's a short podcast. I'd say I go between 7 and 15 minutes. Last week was a longer one, and it's just me complaining about luxury issues. What's a luxury issue? It's shit that you shouldn't be complaining about because there's bigger problems in the world. That's the whole premise of the podcast. Then Friday, I'm doing a new podcast called One More Email, where I do one email that didn't make this show. Then Sunday, Coffee with J-Train. It's just me kind of just complaining and talking and, and telling stories from the week. It's very loose. It's it's. Coffee with J-Train is one of my favorite things to do every week, other than meet with my guests and do this show. But so patreon.com slash Jared Freed. You can find it in all the descriptions. It's five bucks a month, three extra podcasts a week. Uh, that's that's a pretty good deal in my, in my estimation, especially if you can find value in that. Also, I give advice to people if they want to sign up for other levels. It's all there. Lastly, I got shows coming up. We're, we're, we're laughter lives, people. We are trying to survive as stand-up comedians. I am doing every street corner and farm and carnival, outdoor carnival in this country. And I, that, that is not changing. I am doing a show with Nimesh Patel. He's been a guest on this show. Hilarious. Uh, Nimesh and I are doing two shows in Charleston, South Carolina. My friend is an owner of the bar. It's called Uptown Social. They have this outdoor area that's perfect for a show. 90 seats. They're filling up fast. Go to my website, jaredfree.com. I'm also at Mohegan Sun, uh, socially distanced, half-capacity show at Mohegan Sun. And I'm coming to Cleveland. Hilarity. So get involved, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Now that all the business has been taken care of, I'm very excited about today's guest, new to the podcast. So, so, so funny. You all need to get involved. Brittany Carney, thank you for coming on. Hello. Thank you. Uh, what an honor. Oh, How are you? Come, an honor? That's way too much. I just <laughs> called myself the board lord, okay? This is way less than an honor. I'm so happy to have you on, Brittany. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. How have you been? Where are you? What's going on? Tell us about your life. Let's, sure. let's hear I, a little bit. Because this is now the, this is kind of what we have to do with people with the quarantine. We don't know what they're doing. Right. So you always have to like reorient your, like yourself to someone that you haven't seen in a while. I am currently in Bushwick, Brooklyn, where I have been for the past month ish. And then I was in Pennsylvania, like this white, like suburban wilds of Pennsylvania, uh, with outside your, in, of Philly. You were with parents. your parents? Where? Oh, so yes. outside of Philly, that area, it is, it's, it gets rural very quickly. Yeah. You know, you know when they say like, Al like it's like Pennsylvania is like Alabama with trees. I feel like it become it shifts <laughs> into that, like I don't know, very quickly like past the city line. So it's but I also left my parents' home three times over the course of three months, and only in the last month because like they're in a cul-de-sac. So I really just was at my parents' property for like, months and the, the only three times that i left were actually in the end to go to like a supermarket or whatever with my mom so it was a lot of intense 
What's that like? But you must have a good relationship with your parents to like, you know, like I I think when people like my parents would be like, come home, I'd be like, I'd weigh it, but it wouldn't be like, oh my God. Like some people, the uh, the idea of three months with their parents are like, I can't imagine. But like, I'm not that way. It doesn't sound like you are. Right. I that's interesting because I feel like I definitely hear a lot of people are like, oh, I couldn't handle more than a week. And I get that. I am very close to my parents. I think that my threshold is like normally it's like a week to 10 days where I love them very much and I love hanging out with them. But then once that like initial time frame passed and I was like, oh, I'm going to be here for a while. I think (laughs) I just kind of went through one. I like completely I feel like socially regressed and I definitely like devolved into some kind of teenage version of myself. And then well, the, it's got, are you, are you like in your teenage bedroom? Yeah, exactly. It was like, it's like exactly my teenage bedroom. <laughs> like I'm just like, I just like watched a lot. I was working remotely, which was nice because I had some like structure mm-hmm. and obviously like it was cool to be in a, a real kitchen with like a lot of appliances and like ingredients to play around with. And my dad doesn't drink, so my mom is excited that I was around to like, we like had happy hours together. And then, so that was fine. I don't know. So I don't know if I felt like I was like 14 or like their age. Like, and I just didn't have direct encounters with anybody below 60 for like most of that time. So I know exactly what you mean. There's a moment like I go home and visit my parents and. There's moments where I'm like my mom's girlfriend, my dad's buddy. And then there's moments where I'm 13-year-old me. You know, like yeah. and you kind of like go back and forth between the two things. I think it happens naturally. And I I was thinking about this, like, I really felt like for the first time, like maybe I'll, I'm, I don't know. I don't think I spent that much time there since I was probably in high school or college. And my mm-hmm. younger sister is in LA. And first of all, whenever we FaceTimed her, I could tell that when she was signing off, she's like, okay, bye. Have fun. Like, glad it's not me. (laughs) But, um, good luck with those idiots. Yeah. 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 But, um, so my point is that I felt like I was just living sometimes with like a couple, like I was like the third roommate, you know, like in a apartment situation, but like, I'm just with this couple in a house and they happen to be (laughs) my blood kin and I'm just fun, but also like, I don't know. They would just have little like quarrels and I'd be like, what the fuck is that communication pattern? Like that's so toxic. Like, I think they get along fine and you know, sure. they've been together my whole life. But like, um, I kind of like would have to do this thing where I would need emotional space from like them as a couple, which I didn't really think. I don't think I experienced that over Christmas. You know, it's, it's interesting because you know, I, that's an interesting thing, especially like when you're talking about like relationships, like, you know, So much of what we do now, like technology and just information, the more information you get, the better you get at dealing, you hope at dealing with certain things. And it's like, you know, you know, like I watch my parents and their relationship style and it does feel like it's from another time. Yes. You know what I mean? where, Where do your parents live? They're in Florida now. They're in Florida. Cool. Yeah, they moved down there permanently, but they used to be. I'm from Boston, so like, oh, okay. you know, like I just I know what you're talking about. Sometimes you watch them and you're like, man, this this works, but I don't. It, it is different than how I would do my relationships. Oh, absolutely, and and you have to I, respect it because you're like it. Ha- it works. You it know, works like, and it has worked. It's yeah. worked, I guess. But it's like I feel sometimes, yeah, it's like very alien to me or like my dad, who's just like a very nice, like, you know, for his generation, progressive man. But like, Mm -hmm. I feel like he also says things I just like would not like recently. Actually, I was on the phone with them and then. My mom was like, yeah, your father thinks that I should drink. I should eat more ladylike. And then I was like, I said, (laughs) I said why does anybody need to eat ladylike? And I guess my ultimate point was like, if he's just talking about general manners, that shouldn't have to do with like gender. Right. So, um, like maybe, so then I like said that and my dad, I was like, what, how, why does anybody have to eat ladylike? And my dad said, he kind of was like quiet for a moment. And then he was like, he turned into like, I don't know, just like old black dad. And he was like, well, if you, he was like, well, if you have to ask, then you don't need to know. And then afterwards I was like, (laughs) If any guy I was seeing told me 
I had to do anything ladylike, I'd be like, what decade are you from? <laughs> and then and so, then gave you a riddle to figure out afterwards uh, when you uh, when you called him out on it. A literal riddle. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, but it, it, it is an interesting I think it's uh, super interesting. The idea of like the empathy you have for your parents you're like he's a progressive for his generation, man. Yeah. You, you know, versus the empathy we have for like, you know, now there's people just screaming at each other online, and you see like, right. you're like, well, there's a little bit. Someone's that that person's daughter is going. Well, that's my dad. You know, like it's it's oh. interesting. Oh yeah, that happens. I feel like it happens constantly, right? And then there's like different levels of that. Like, well, yeah. that's also just like an inappropriate comment, but like, but. Yeah, so I that's think- the guy I work with. That's my that's my friend. I, I that's what they do. It, it is interesting the way that kind of yeah. works out. But I, I I understand what you're saying completely because I watch my parents and I'm like, it's it feels like I'm at the zoo. I'm watching two people and I'm like, look at how they, you know, eat yeah. dinner. <laughs> you know, like it it's is. Like- uh, it's wild. Yeah, I can understand that. Exactly. Well, Brittany, I'm super pumped to have you on the show. If that, Everyone at home, you need to go follow Brittany right now. You're so funny. I love watching you on stage. She performs at the Comedy Cellar all the time when, when that you know is allowed to happen um and i i just i i i love watching you i i think like uh and can you tell the audience i think about your background like your 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 oh, education sure. like the the things like i i i feel like i'm all when i talk to you i'm like i'm talking to a very smart person <laughs> oh um you are an inspiration um think yeah i don't know um yeah i i miss trying to i mean i think i struggle sometimes connecting with audiences initially or it's taken me years to figure out how to like build connection early so i look forward to whenever i can do that again more frequently <laughs> but yeah. what do you what did you go to school for though oh, you went to sure, sure, for sure. like that what um what my deal is what's my yeah. what's my what downstairs is- mix up <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> i uh i started comedy in dc where i also got um I got a master's in public history and I folk, I worked in like the museum field for like seven years and then sort of, and then I was like starting stand up there. So uh, I worked at different history museums and that like shapes. Yeah. I don't know. That's really but that, but important that, to me. That, I don't mean to put you on the spot because we didn't no, talk about fine. this before. Yeah. I, um, because when I watch you do stand up, it's like, I'm like, wow, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to like, this I hope this sounds like a positive. I'm learning and it's funny at the same time. Uh, like there, there, yeah. because I'm uh, you're giving information in an edible, edible way, and I watch like you have the joke about Ben Franklin and 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 like and I'm like I'm remembering your Ben Franklin joke and I'm remembering the oh. things about it and then and then the uh, the joke about um, you know you know, you're talking about dating and relationships and in the mix with like people at Maryland. You know, yeah, getting, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, I'm remembering in the your joke. Department. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, cool. yeah. I I love writing and performing material that where I can like bring history or some sort of like scientific discussion into like my own dating experience or like dumb life experience. I think that's really important to me creatively. I so. love it so much, and it is so specific to you. Whenever I watch <laughs> you, I, I, it, because I think like the hardest part about doing that is where you know, and this does happen for some people where it sounds like they're talking down to an audience, and it, yeah, there is none of that at all with you. It is, oh and, and, my god, and I, I know, I, 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 because a lot of times I'm hosting, so I'm watching the whole show, and it's the like whole show, right? So, so I. But it's it's interesting because there are comics that are going on stage and they're like, let me tell you how the world works. And and, and it feels you're like, I would be sitting in an audience. I'd be like, what the fuck? I don't. Why is this person yelling at me? And yeah. I love the way that you relate like history to your life and and like sex and dating. And I'm like, this is cool. so cool. I, I'm, I'm a oh, big fan. So I, I, I want to so make much. Of course, I think it took me a minute to figure all that out. And then like, <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, I, I usually well, my last point it. about this. What? Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I feel like often when I'm on stage, um, in many environments, also at the cellar, it's like, who? What is wrong with this like weird little girl? 
So I think part of like, so anyway, I'm like always trying to figure out how to like better establish myself like early on in my set. And so I think like, um, I, I, it's like, I want to talk about this like really nerdy shit, but like, I have mm. to also like, um, like just bear with me. Is that my point? <laughs> so I, I, totally, my I mean, I understand you from a very different point of view, a very different much dumber point of view like i have a thing where i i and i think like the heart stand up is hard and the hardest part is getting people and what you're saying is exactly right you know come to my world is basically what you're saying to a group of strangers and i i remember when i first started doing stand up people like i i would go to these open mics and i didn't know what i looked like to people exactly you know like i didn't know what their first thought was so like a lot of times it was like, get over that I look like someone you might hate. Get over that you look like that, you know, yeah. and I was like, I want to talk about dating and relationships. And they're like, yeah, but you look like the guy that didn't text me back sometimes. I would get that vibe from people. And I'm was like, this, did you start ahead. in Boston? I started in New York. So I would, oh, go New York. Like, I would go to like Queens Creek in the cave. I would go to like all like the, like the small bar shows, the small open mics. And I, I remember like, and I, I understand what you're saying from just a way from a different, like I'm not trying to get people to like get on board with Ben Franklin, like I in like oh, yeah. my relationship to it, but I'm saying like, I never realized that that was a part of it is like, Hey, bear with me being someone that you don't know or someone different than you're used to hanging out with. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. And like, really like, I think that's a big part of also one of my first realizations about stand up early on, like in doing, I started in DC and just like doing different mics there. I feel like something that resonated like six months in, I was like, Oh, this stuff forces you to reconcile with like how you come off to people. And it came often from like literally expressions of people in the promo or like getting off stage and then somebody being like, so is that an act or like, what is your problem? Like, I don't know. So then I was like, Oh, people think I'm like, yeah, you just have to kind of face that head on. And I feel like stand up really, hyper emphasizes that like totally. like a mirror yeah it, like, it's a total uh, mirror and and i always say it like you know stand-ups are you know th- there's obviously the the other types but a lot of stand-ups are very humble like we we understand the idea of like we all understand bombing and then going back and going oh i fucked up there i fucked up there we're we're hard on ourselves like i think the yeah. internet like i've written a lot of stuff on the internet and what I've noticed about people who only write on the internet or purely do internet stuff, they're a lot less humble with that stuff. They don't realize to them, anyone negative is a troll and anyone that agrees with me is right. (laughs) So you're like, like we live in a world where like no one is out to get us. They're at a show to laugh. (laughs) It's like, ah, I fucked that up for you. Yeah. I think stand up really forces you to like deal with rejection of your, it's like, and so it's so, per- but then also take it in total stride. Cause you're like, okay, this is just part of the like process here. Sure. And it feels like it, it explicitly personal because it's like you and your ideas, but then I know. <laughs> I know, but then that's just kind of part of it. So I think that your point about like that versus like internet comedy figures or like writing it, it's different, and I yeah I don't know. That's it's, why I, it's hard. I but I listen. I love watching you, Brittany. I want everyone to go follow you at Brittany underscore Carnage. It's on all my social media. Go 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 right now at Brittany underscore Carnage on Instagram. Um, I and also you were gonna do shows with me in DC when I'm there. So yeah. ho- hopefully that happens, and uh, you know we have a rescheduled yeah. date, and hopefully things go back to normal. And when that happens, hopefully. That would be wonderful. You'll you'll be able to do those shows with me again. But uh, other yes. than that, let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Fucked and chucked. Jared, <laughs> Jared, thanks for all you do. Longtime listener, first time writer. I matched with a guy on Bumble beginning of July. We hit it off and FaceTimed since he had COVID and we couldn't hang out until he was contag- until he wasn't contagious. Within that time, we got to know each other pretty well. He told me he deleted all his dating apps and really wanted to see where things went with us and seemed infatuated with me. Not to brag, but looks-wise, I was a little out of uh, I was a little out of league. So she's saying I'm better looking than him. 
During our FaceTime calls, I was start I started to see red flags and foundational differences between us. He ended up going out of town while he had COVID and went MIA for a couple of days, which I found to be really strange. Yeah, that's strange. When that he texted is- me <laughs> when he when he texted me when he returned asking if I was still interested, I replied, I don't think we're we're the match. He seemed jaded and pretty and petty by this response. As a week went by, I was still thinking about him and started to think I made a rash decision without ever even meeting the guy in person. So I texted him apologizing for being rash and asked if he would be interested to hang out. Fast forward another week. I went over to his place one night and all seemed well. We had wine and were chatting until we started uh, and we until we started making out. And then he asked if I felt comfortable and wanted to have sex. I felt like we were vibing and went uh, wanted to in the moment. After we finished, he said he can't sleep next to someone he doesn't know well. Oh my god! <laughs> oh lord! Okay. I can, I can, I can uh, go inside your. Bo- I can be inside your body, but I can't be next to you. During this whole sleep thing, even though he was just inside of me and didn't know me well, SMH. The next morning, I get the attacks text messages from him. Did he just want to hang out to fuck me and get payback for me originally dissing him? He made his text sound like a low blow when he was not acting or implying any of this while we were together. Any advice is appreciated. Is appreciated. Um, Sincerely fucked and chucked. So... Do we want to read the text first or do you want to do you have any thoughts or comments on what happened? Okay. Yeah, I'm like processing this. So uh, Yeah, what are you let what's me, your Let thought? me re- I, I think let's read the text that so they so long story short, they meet, they have this like, you know, they this meeting that's very virtual. Then she kind of realizes they're not the match and then he gets she writes that he gets jaded. He seemed jaded and petty by this response. And as week went by, I felt bad about it, made a rash decision. She comes back to him and now they start, te- they hang out in person. They have sex. He's like, don't sleep here. Get the fuck out basically. And then the next morning she gets this text message from him and I'll, I'll be him. Hey, I'm going to be straight up so you don't feel shafted. I had a good time with you and everything, but I didn't catch a vibe, anything serious. I hope this doesn't make you not want to kick it with me anymore because I think you're really cool and I genuinely would love to be your friend. I just figured you'd appreciate no bullshit. She wrote back, I would have appreciated you saying that prior to sleeping together. He writes, sleeping together is a big deal to me, so that's part of it for me. But I understand that, and I apologize for not recognizing it. And then she writes, I get it. Thanks for being honest. And then he writes, I was serious about wanting to be your friend, too. But I also understand if that's not something you're interested in, given the circumstances. Ugh, this guy, I don't like anything that happened here. So is something, okay, so something that's registering for me is like, yeah. Was he just not that into it when they had, is that like legitimate? You know how sometimes like maybe they had sex and it was like, okay, but then you're still interested in like exploring this person sexually and also like romantically. But what, I don't understand the quick turnaround so well from like, so yeah. I I think what he did is actually way more diabolical than maybe it seems on the page. Because in my mind, the the turn he made, which you're exactly right, like the turn he made is so quick and so like black and white. So to me, like, you know, we all evolve, you know, the, uh, as people. Yeah. And I, and I right. think there's this evolution that, that this email seems to indicate because there's the idea that like, you know, the, the, the thing you see a lot is, we talked for a while. We went on this great date. We had sex, and then he got a little weirder, a little weirder, and then and then and then he disappeared. And and now I've been texting with every once in a while he comes out of the blue and texts me, and that's like a more normal thing to me because I understand that I'm I, yeah the guy, right the guy I didn't want to be a dick. He likes you, but not enough to like make time for you. Like that's an email we've yeah, seen here before. That happens all the time, right? I get that. I'm not apologizing for that, but like we that I get and I see. Yeah. It's and 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 then the response to that is a lot of women or people, whoever it is, yeah. will say, 
hey, just be fucking honest with me. Right. You, you right. Know? And this situation feels like he knows that and he's like, so I'll have my sex, then I'll be honest about what I want, and then I won't be the dick and I'll say, Oh, oh yeah, God. right? Doesn't it seem like yeah, that? Yeah, right. It's like he's like, well, I'm being honest, so that's noble. Um, I'm trying to think. And something when you're describing, when you're like retelling, relaying the email, something occurred to me. Even in terms of like him not wanting to her to crash there, because I guess there's like, I was like, okay, would I? I'm a bit. That's like pretty horrifying, I think, because it's like, well, you're inside of me, like isn't a part of that being okay with me just like lying next to you for a few hours before yeah, I yeah, take yeah. an Uber at 7 a.m. But also the point is like, I was like, oh, is that better than if somebody were like, you know, people, there's like a number of lines people make like, oh, I have to, like, what? when do you have work in the morning? Or like, sure. <laughs> yeah, blah, or like, yeah, I got to get up early, you know? There's and, There's nicer, mean ways to do it. And even if that hurts your feelings, it's more like in the uh, within inside of the box in terms of like acceptable things. At, to at say. least there was at least there was like care put in for your feelings. Like it, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like you know, you know when you meet someone from another country and then they pick up English and they have no yeah like they have no kid gloves to how they report things to you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. This feels like that, where he's like, I don't sleep next to anybody. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You could have just, like, tried to live in the lie of, like, hey, what time's your work? Like, you could have been a little bit, like, it kind of seems like this is how he operates in a world where he's like, but I'm being honest. And it's like, well, you chose when you got to be honest. Yes, like, which that's the, that feels manipulative. Very manipulative, especially, and he did it, you're right, he did it with the bedtime thing. You know, if he had said, this is the thing, if he had said it during their date, hey, like, it's really great to meet you, uh, just so you know before we, like, I would love, to, and she said he, at, he invited her to his bedroom. If he was like, hey, before we go to my bedroom, this is going to be a friend thing for me. Um, that is to, that is not... That is nothing against you. This is a friend thing to me. Um, I would happen to have friends with benefits with you and, and have sex with you right now because I think yeah. you're beautiful, smart, fun. But this yeah. is always going to be a friend thing to me. And you're not sleeping here. Like, I, I, I just can't sleep in bed next to someone I don't right. know. If he had done it then, then you're like, okay, he's got a leg to stand on. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's more debatably, like, Okay, cool. Thanks for communicating. Like, I feel like that would be my reaction. Honestly, I'd be like, oh, okay. And then I would have time to, like, make that choice for myself, I guess. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. This guy's kind of, like, backtracked his, and you use the word noble. Like, he's, like, backtracked his nobility. Like, he's, like, he's like no, no, no. Um, uh, you know, like, he's basically, like, being honest, like, 10 minutes too late in every situation. Right. And I'm also weirded out by those red flags that you described, like him leaving or like traveling when he had COVID. I'm like, what? Well, so I know. That, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, it's just like that in a different way is like kind of for me, it like speaks to his like capacity to like throw throw other people's experiences aside or like reality aside for like whatever he has to do or like wants to do. There's a there's a character profile he has absolutely written where he doesn't care about anyone about himself. When it came to the virus, well, I'll go out and whoever I give it to, it doesn't they can go fuck themselves. When he has you over, well, I'll fuck. And then when I want to sleep alone, they can go fuck themselves. Well, and, and it, 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 I think the the biggest thing from this email, you know, the sex, all that stuff, that's big things. Just like. But I'm saying, like, to go back to the beginning, I want to read a line she wrote. Okay. And I think this is so important, especially in the age of meeting people online. She said, um, when, as a weeks went by, I was still thinking about him and started to think I made a rash decision without ever meeting the guy in person. I don't think you did. I think you saw something where you go, 
Listen, I think there's no such thing as a rash decision on a person when you haven't met yeah. them in person. I think that's absolutely true. Right? I like, think and I, that's I, true. I think she's, she's giving him the credit of someone she's known years. And it's like, listen, if it's a best friend since childhood, yeah, you shouldn't just ditch on them. You should uh, give them a chance to redeem themselves. When it's someone you met on the internet and you, they haven't even made the time to make an in-person meeting with you to go out and get drinks or to go meet them, you know, for a date or get to know you in a way that was, uh, took up part of their day, then you don't need, you don't owe them the, you know, the, the decision-making process, right? Yeah. I don't exactly like if you're right. If you perceive that you don't have the right chemistry or that he's kind of off or something online and then you're like, no, thank you. I don't think that's the equivalent of like going on two dates where you like spend a lot of time together and like maybe hook up. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm curious, I'm kind of curious, um, whatever motivated her to like think of, you know how she was like, and then I was thinking about him and like worried I made a mistake. Like, I'm curious like whether, like what that feeling, what that feeling came out of. And sometimes, you know, if somebody, if you like, you know, it's like, oh, what's that? If you like push somebody away and then it's like easy to then kind of regret it if they're not around because <laughs> you're like, oh, what about that attention? So maybe that's, I understand that and that's kind of relatable, but maybe that's what that was. No, that I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's like, you know, there, there's a, there's a drip of drugs that you're getting from a textual relationship every time. Yeah. You know, like, and, and she's like, oh my God, the drug is gone. And now you're in quarantine. There's no one else to reach out to. You have this match who was g- good in some ways. Wow. Maybe I should. I don't think she's stupid for going back, but I think it's like, no. I think she's, it's a learning experience to go, Hey, if, if you made a rash decision about someone that you've never even met, there was a reason to do that. Yeah. I also think like little red flags are like the more, I really, you know, through the past decade, I'm like, oh, red flags, I think, are, they're called, a, they're called them for a reason. Uh, uh, I totally and, agree. And maybe it's hard to really read into them if you're, like, looking for a connection or you're, like, really attracted to somebody. But I don't even know if it's not. Yeah. Anyway. No, I I'm say, with like, you. I, I, I think know. sometimes yeah. the, the red flag thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but the, no. the red flag thing that you're saying, like, I think this is also has to do with languaging like, oh, like we we're like, oh, he left the door on, you know, he 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 doesn't he he sprays water on the on the on the the, uh, mirror while he brushes his teeth. That's a red. And it's like, no, no, no. The red flag of like just disregarding the health of your fellow person. And you saw it enough to be like, hey, I think also like when you see it, when you take a moment to send someone a text sending them away you have to trust that instinct you have to trust how hard that was for you to go hey we're not the match that is the hard like her texting that is like legitimately hard yeah like yeah i I, I give her credit we are sponsored people rothy's the j train podcast is brought to you by rothy's as summer's turns to fall rothy's is here to make your day with comfortable washable and sustainable products you've heard about them they make stylish and sustainable shoes and bags they're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic it's no surprise that rothy's best-selling shoe the point in black has over three thousand near perfect reviews i got rothy's shoes for my mom what i love about them is that they're wearable you can wear them anywhere and you look right it doesn't it's not your slip slips it's not your fancy shoes these are the in-between shoes that get you through life the ones you kick on and you just have to not think about and i think that's a great thing that we all need we all need those shoes to get us somewhere great without thinking about are they comfortable do they look right am i going to look like the crazy one wearing you know plastic bags on my on my feet no 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 no. these are good looking great shoes that are very comfortable from everything i've heard from my mom i would also say just go look at the website go take a dance around you're going to find something that's good for you and fall coming up is the refresh period you're leaving the house more it's time to get a little you know get a little pep in your step with some new shoes 
Rothy's comes in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. Rothy's are available in a range of styles. Rothy's shoes are seamlessly knit with thread made from plastic water bottles, so they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right. There's zero break-in period. Vogue calls Rothy's a personal obsession, and Health says they're the most comfortable shoes on earth. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns. Rothy's has kept over 50 million single-use plastic water bottles out of landfills, uh, and transform them into signature thread, which is then knit into beautiful, sustainable products. That's that's great. So you can feel good about the thing that's on your feet. Another major bonus, Rothy's are fully machine washable. Every time they need a refresh, you can simply toss them in the washing machine. That's huge. That's huge. That means you're going to have great-looking shoes for longer. So this is saving you, you know, some dough. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags right now at rothys.com slash JTrain. Go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash JTrain. Style and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash JTrain today and slip into something you'll feel good about. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Hello Tushy. It's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. Imagine jumping in the shower and not turning on the water, just wiping your body with dry paper. Can you imagine? Because people would call you crazy. So why wipe with dry toilet paper instead of washing with water? For years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. But now there's Hello Tushy. I have the Hello Tushy. I will tell you right now, this is a game changer. It has changed my life. Yes, I just said a product has changed my life. I'm using less toilet paper. I'm spending less money on toilet paper. I'm feeling better. I'm walking out of the bathroom refreshed. I don't have that period of time. You know when you get done with the, with the bathroom and you have like that walk-off period? No walk-off period with a Hello Tishy. There's, you're, you're, you're sprinting into the day. The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everybody. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of water, fresh water for just $79. People, you got to get involved. I've, I legitimately changed my life. It attaches to your existing toilet and requires no electricity or additional plumbing and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. It, I know that's like a very salesy way to tell you to buy this, but you're not going to spend money on toilet paper that you're literally throwing into the, to the toilet. This is it it is unbelievable how much paper you go through because you don't bidet. Because with Hello Tush, you don't wipe at all. Even the best two ply just can't cut it when it comes to hands free poop experience. I give it a wash and then I dab it clean with one square. You're in single square land. I'll say that. And Hello Tush, every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash JTrain. That's hellotushy.com slash JTrain to get 10, 10, 10, 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash JTrain for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash JTrain. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Brittany Carnage at Brittany underscore Carnage. Go follow. Go get involved. She's so funny. Love watching her on stage. Love everything she does. Get involved. When to tell her you've matched with her friend. This okay. is the next. Oh. This is oh. a new email. <laughs> Papa JT just matched on Hinge with this girl who seems super cool, and we've had some good banter. I realized through her pictures that I recently matched with one of her friends. Nothing ever happened with the friend, but we were texting and had planned to go on a date, but it never panned out. Wondering when slash if I acknowledge this. Any advice is totes preach. So, Brittany, are you single? I'm like in some involvements, but okay. this, something like this, uh, this irrelevant thing happened to me recently. Please tell us. Where a guy that like really, really hurt my feelings like years ago, like maybe about five years ago, 
and I knew him for a while previously and we like dated and then kind of like wasn't emotionally available and then like it was the kind of breakup where he I think was trying to like pull away enough so that I had to initiate the breakup and I was okay, really yeah, sad yeah. Making, making someone break up with you yeah yeah, yeah 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 right and then I was really sad and then about two weeks later he started dating another woman that's like at his workplace so got it that was like so that's like a backstory mm-hmm. and it was like really rough the way for me that it like ended like very little kind of like adult communication and then he was like later back in my life but like ultimately is like a fraught figure mm-hmm. and i'll get to and so so recently he reached out to me and was like like hey and like we've hooked up actually I mean, that's a whole other story but anyway so and but now most recently as of two years ago so he recently messaged me and was like hey i just want to check in about this like you like i matched with your friend on hinge and i don't think she knows so i just want to like he was like asking me if basically i was giving him permission like a bl- like a permission or a blessing and i just kind of took a second to like look at it and and the truth is that like he really didn't handle our breakup very well and i know for a fact that he has a pattern of like not sure handling it, it well it is also very interesting that he came to you it kind yeah. of it kind of like gives you to me that's his admission of like i was never really right to you because yes. he knows that if he ends up dating this other woman that you're going to see and it's going to bring up more bad feelings from your side. I would, that's how I so, think he's thinking. Exactly. So I was like, I like registered. I was like, okay, Brittany, what is your reaction to this? And then, and then I was like, I like explained this to my friend in question. And what's really weird is that the only reason this guy knew this person was my friend was through my Instagram because like I have mm-hmm. like pictures of her and stuff. So then um, I said to him, Okay, well, first I, like, relayed this to my friend. And I was like, hey, this guy, like, really broke my heart. And then yeah. she was like, oh, out of the question. And this is funny, too. She was like, I don't even remember matching. And I think it's a kind of gendered, like, you know, I don't know. Women get a lot of matches. Sure. So, but that was, this guy is very attractive. I'm sh- that other thought was like, he has, I'm sure he has no trouble getting attention from women on this. Like, what is this? What is this? So I said to him, like, very, I was just like, oh, I don't think I'm comfortable with that. And then he was like, okay, yeah. He was like, oh, I understand. That makes sense. And I was like, yeah, she was like a close friend. And then, I don't know. I feel like I actually haven't even, I feel like then I was debating telling him that I thought it was inappropriate. Not that like, it'd be one thing if he really developed a feelings for her and attracted to her like separately, mm-hmm. but it was all, because it was all virtual, I just found it kind of weird that like, he didn't assume it was not going to be okay for me. So I'm sorry. That was like a long story, but this does happen to me. No, but I, I I think the story is very important because I think your situation is actually different from this situation in the fact that there's an element of like him looking for your blessing because it's, it helps him with this other woman. Like, yeah, like, like who he doesn't because, know. Yeah. Who he doesn't know. So it's like there's a little bit in my mind where he's like, oh, maybe if Britney's cool with this, now this woman will be more likely to like kind of fall for me or think that I'm great because Britney thought I was great. There, you know, there's an element like that, that kind of like I, I'm trying to think of like why he would need to yeah. like. Like, because the the way to go about this in in the, like, the difference between your situation and this situation, this guy is, isn't really, it doesn't seem very diabolical. It doesn't feel, it, it doesn't feel very planned out. This guy's like, no. this is normal. On Hinge, there's plenty of people that never go on a first date that matched. It didn't pan out. The way, what he's, what this guy describes of the date that doesn't happen happens every day on a dating app match. Um, And now for him, I would say to him, he's got to go, what he does is say, hey, I just want to be up front. I have Mm -hmm. matched with your, I did did a little bit of internet stalking. 
and I noticed one of your friends and I had matched in the past. We And just say it just like you said to us. We planned a date and it never panned out, but I, I'm really interested in us going on a date, and I just want to make sure you know that before we go out and you're comfortable with that. That's the normal way to go. The yeah. abnormal way to go is to make is to pull in you in this kind of in, in in your story is to pull you in, and yeah. and almost look for you to like get because because it's important also that you're like my friend didn't even remember him, so it's like like it's almost as if he could think that you give him this like this like nudge, almost right. That's what I, I, I yeah. And I don't know what, I don't know if then he was like looking for whether I would, it's like, I don't fully trust him to not, okay. It's like, if I had responded in a certain way and I said this literal sentence, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that, but like, that was like the tone of it. If I had been like, maybe if I sounded more hurt, then it would also have been a signal to him to be like, oh, I can like okay time to like see if she wants to sext again like britney more like (laughs) how long have you and this how how long have you and this guy been kind of going back and forth with this oh i mean uh okay so what our relationship ended in like 2015 and then probably about a year later two two years later we like became sexual but with no relationship relationship pretense and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily good for me but it is something that happened and was like honestly fine because i had moved on to other things and was like and it was like fine and i guess kind of hot but like i mean very hot but like um not i wasn't as worried about it but he had really hurt me previously and that mm-hmm. was like it could have been more destructive for me than it actually turned out to be but i still think that i have like some I'm like still processing. I don't know. I don't know. So then I, we, yeah, yeah, we hooked up last about two years ago, which is a long time ago, but we'll still like chat and stuff sometimes. So I just thought it was kind of like, I don't know. There's any other, there's like any other woman here. And what it's a, like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of him also, you know, disregard the email, your situation to me, that sounds like him trying to, if you're still texting here and there and it's not yeah. sexual, it's yeah, a little it's bit not. of like, how do we put, is is the water under the bridge yet? Like, it feels like he's yeah. trying to like move along your relationship with him by using this other like kind of talk of like, if it, my opinions change now. Like, I, I, I think like him reaching out to you is, is a way of going, so this is where we stand now because I'm talking sexually about someone you know. And it's a little right. like it, I it seems immature to me. I think it is and I actually think Jer, that's what it is or somewhere in between like yeah. but I know how he operates and I'm not surprised that that is what he's doing. And so then of course so then I just kind of was like okay, I don't know how comfortable I am with that whole exchange so I like pulled away a little bit. And then he's like in the like sending me, you know, memes stage of of, of courtship. Uh, listen, and yeah, <laughs> this is um, on the other podcast I have, and this is kind of a uh, we had an episode talking about like the ten year guy, and it seems like this exists for a lot of women, where it's yeah. just like this like long. And listen, I I know that I've been that to on i've been this guy like i yeah and 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 i you know if especially in the seat that i sit in now reading these emails talking with you talking with jordana my co-host for you up like you're like ah yeah this all fucking sucks like and (laughs) like the the technology part of it fits in so well because it's just it's it's almost too easy to send that meme to someone where him sending it to you, he might not even, and I'm giving him credit. Uh, I'm yeah, giving yeah. him maybe more benefit of the doubt than he maybe deserves, but he may not even realize how destructive just sending the cat meme is. L- literal, like literally that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for you, like if I was to give you advice, I'd be like, you know, like maybe you got to tell him that. Yeah, I was going to actually. And then I was like, And then I saw this other, then I had this other thought, which is like, I've also moved on and I have like other things in my life that are like more present and rewarding, Mm -hmm. obviously. And then I was like, 
So then I was like, well, Brittany, like, does he even, is it even worth like that conversation? Like maybe you're okay. <laughs> but that's actually, I don't know if that's right or not really. I, just I, like, I, I tend to like, I, I've heard that a bunch where it's oh. like, no, 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 I, not to say, but I, I've heard that, that perspective a bunch where it's like, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm still in that, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, and, and that's like the fear is like, oh, he'll think that I'm still, you know, writing his name in my, in my binder. Yeah. And that's not it. You know, that's to me, I'm like, if you talk to him and you were like, it's more self-preservation of like, nobody needs 15 minutes of bad in their day. You know, like if there's someone no. that you can text or call and be like, Hey, the meme that you send me brings me to a place that like annoys me. And yeah. I, I, I don't need that in my life. That might be fruitful. You know, I don't know. I think so. Honestly, <laughs> to the point that like, yeah, I'm just, I don't mean to go on this whole tangent. And this no, is I like, think this is a, this is a tangent that fits into the podcast completely. Like this is something sure. you're not telling, you, you know, the story that we're talking about, like the email we've given the advice. I'm talking your situation um, is something that like a lot of people get into where they're like, they're dealing with someone for a long period of time. It, 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 plays a part in their I call it head trash I got that from like when I used to do you ever hear head trash like no, I got that good I I, I never when heard I that. I sold life insurance uh before I started doing stand-up <laughs> yeah. comedy and they would always say like you only have to do three things here and then the rest rest is head trash okay the things that get in your way to be able to do the things you need oh. to do so you have to wade through the head trash and I think it's a applicable for dating stuff because you're like you know, people are like, well, why can't I play the field? I can have options. And it's like, okay, but also admit to that head trash exists with this stuff. Like it does, you know, there's a lot of head trash <laughs> and it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to extinguish it. But, um, yeah. So it's funny because I feel like that's not even, I'm fortunately in a place where this particular person is no longer at the forefront of my mind. Like, sure. That is a very healthy thing for me, but I'm like, but then of course, it affected my, it, the whole little exchange did really like bring me back to a time where he did matter more. And it was totally. like, not that healthy for me. So, I, so. I, that's like the most understandable thing in the world. All it takes. And that's the thing, you know, the phone is a great tool, but oh, yeah. it's also the thing that one inner one text can come into your phone and just crush the day. Completely. Totally. And, and it's like, that's why I say like letting someone know that they do that to you is, is yeah, like, you're right. it, it kind of like defangs them where you're like, Hey, just know, like, I don't think he's sitting there going, I got to send this meme to Brittany so I can kill her day and ruin yeah. it. Like, I don't think, I don't think that's in his mind at all. But if you let someone know that, then they go, okay, I'm not going to like keep shooting these grenades, you know? Right. And I think it's like way past the point because there is definitely a point with this person where it was like, I felt really rejected and like really hurt. And then I was like, because he had kind of quickly jumped into this like other relationship that I learned mm. after like fizzled through the same time frame that mine was roughly. And um, so it was like, we had a mutual friend. So like, um, so anyway, um, there was definitely a long time where all I wanted was some kind of like, this is sad, but I like wanted like approval from this guy that he had missed out or that he was still, he, that I was like attractive to him, even though I don't need him to feel that, but like, you know, I, and, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't think you're alone in that. Like there's, I, I think people are going to hear this and go like, cause I, I've been there. I think yeah. we've all been there. And I think like people listening have been in the exact situation where you're like, you're chasing I, the ghost is maybe may not the right, right, right word, but you're chasing like this approval that like it doesn't, when you get it, even if you got it, you wouldn't want it. Exactly. And I think that I'm now, because also, I mean, then we like later kind of got involved again and it was like, fine. It was like good, but like I was impressed with myself and that I no longer put so much emotional weight on it, I guess. And so now I'm like, okay, Brady, you got whatever that was. So you don't have to like, you can just, tell him so yeah i agree <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe i should put that uh 
on my agenda. I think, no, I think, uh, listen, these, I always say it on this podcast, this advice is easier to give and way harder to take. Like, I, like we get so many emails a week, and every time I say something, I go, man, good luck with that one. You know, like we get done with an email, I'll be like, Oh, hopefully that works out you know what i mean and it's like because like i know even in my own life you, you know like listen i know the answer is diet and exercise i know that's the answer but every day i'm like well maybe if i push off breakfast till 12 i won't eat it you know it, it, right, it's right, all right. rational you know that's how we work but totally the j train podcast is brought to you by ritual 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 we all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run but even if we try really hard to eat kale salads drink green smoothies we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis enter ritual the obsessively researched vitamin for women they've tested their formulas so that it is easily absorbed by the body science-backed isn't just a buzzword at Ritual. It's the standard. Jess is taking Ritual. I got it for her. I will say this about any daily, uh, you know, multivitamin. It is a great way to start your day. It gets you on track. It is, uh, it is, I, I, I think it is something that clicks your, your mind into the space of I'm going to be a good person today. I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. I'm a multivitamin taker. And ritual, you know, is for women. And I think if you're out there and you're looking for a way to change your mindset each morning, I think this is a great way to do it because it just the act of taking it, you're clicking into I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. You can't eat a pound of kale per day. Rituals, essentials fills in the gaps in your diet so you don't so you get everything from D to omega three all in their clean, absorbable forms. That's the thing. You're you want to make sure you're getting everything you need every day. And and some days you're better than others. No shady additives or ingredients. If you hate taking pills, this is for you. No more choking down pills. Ritual is just two easy-to-take capsules full of nine nutrients. Their no-nausea capsule design is gentle on an empty stomach, and there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with most omega-3s. From D3 to omega-3, Ritual's Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. A subscription is easy to start, only a dollar a day, no strings attached. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10, 10, 10, 10 percent off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit Ritual.com slash JTrain. That's Ritual.com slash JTrain to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at Ritual.com slash JTrain. Let's do one more email. You ready? Yes. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Brittany Carney. At Brittany underscore carnage carnage go follow go follow immediately it's all over my social media am I crazy to not miss my ex-husband Jared Jared love the podcast I'm gonna jump right into it here's a little bit of background at the beginning of the year I found out my husband of three years together for six was cheating on me with one of his female friends Ooh. This totally came out of nowhere. I had never suspected him of cheating or being unfaithful in any way. In fact, he was one of he was the one who confessed to me that he was cheating. I didn't find out through snooping or other means because I never felt the need to snoop. Upon finding this out, I left town for a few days to clear my mind and visit family to get some support. We talked on the phone during this time and we both agreed that we wanted to work things out and that we were still in love with each other. When I came back home, I told him that I could only forgive him if he came clean and told me absolutely everything. He then confessed that he had been cheating on me with multiple women and men throughout our entire relationship and marriage. I decided that I deserved better and moved out of state and filed for divorce the very next morning. Although I was sad in the beginning, I now feel great and do not feel like I miss him at all. I started dating again pretty quickly and matched with a great guy on Tinder. Things have been amazing between us for the last five months or so to the point where we have talked about moving in with each other. Wow. The only problem is that all my family and friends act like I am crazy for moving on from my ex-husband so quickly. Although they are supportive and say they trust my decisions, they act like I am sort of delusional. Are they right? 
Am I crazy for not missing my ex-husband and being ready to take the next step with someone else? I'm usually a very confident and practical person, but I now find it a little bit more difficult to trust my gut feelings since I ended up being so wrong about my ex and was completely blindsided by his infidelity. Should I trust my instinct and take the next step with my new boyfriend or should I be more wary? Sorry for the long email, but you always give the best advice. Thanks. This email is amazing. I want to thank them for writing in. What an unbelievable fucking you know, experience they're going through. Um, wow. You know, so Brittany, what do you think? Okay, so I'm curious. So how long was the original marriage? So they were together for six years, but they were married for three. And then he told her that he was being unfaithful. It sounded like he had a breaking point where he was like, listen, I've been sleeping with your fr- my friend. Yeah. And then, and then she went away and she came back. She was like, tell me everything. And then he kind of clean slated it. He was like, here's the whole thing. And then she was like, wow, that's more than I ever would have thought. And she was like, divorce. It sounds like, do you think this happens? Do do you think that the infidelity fed into her losing attraction? Because sometimes it's, you hear like, it's really hard. It's like the opposite effect. You like get really angry and hurt, but you were like, want you like, are more attracted to this person that's like now declared themselves to be unavailable in a certain way. But like maybe she just felt less attracted to him, like emotionally, I, uh, romantically. If she's- I, think, I, I think you're right with like the, like the idea of this being like a bandaid rip where he's like, and I've slept with her, her, him, him, her. Yeah. And she's like, Whoa, like you're not even, like, I, I, I think when you get that, like, amount of information in one day from the person, when she's like, I wasn't even snooping. Like, I think, like, snooping is a is a little bit of a, like, a a show of lack of confidence. Like, I, I think, like... Yes. It sounds like she's a confident woman who is, like... Yeah. Like, and, and you know, confidence and honesty, the, the confident and honest one gets fucked over a lot of the times. Like, the yes. person, you know, like, if that you're is not... True. Yeah, it happens. And because and that's not to say she's stupid. That could happen to any of us. If I anyone can lie to you. So I don't think she's crazy because I think when someone is lying to you that much uh, and saying to you like like and then but you're in this world where like life is good and you thought this was like a good marriage. Maybe you guys weren't even connecting on a actual level at all. That's what I'm thinking. You know, like, like this maybe is, they were like this. Yeah. And then that whole thing was like the catharsis. So, or like, the, like let, shed light on everything. You know, you, you know her. what I would come, you know what I would compare it to? You ever watch those videos of the babies that get the ear implant? Yeah. You and know, they're like, Oh yeah. Oh, and you see their faces and they're like, I yeah. can hear like to me, like your this marriage was was thinking you're hearing when you can't hear, you know, like, like, yeah. like the, the, the marriage is like, no, this is great. I, I, I have my hearing. And then one day someone comes in and goes, no, 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 put this in your ear. And now that's the new boyfriend. That's the Tinder. That's the new guy. And she's going, wow, whoa, this is what hearing feels like. Like, I, yeah. I think when someone lies to you that much, you're and and you're going along with it and and because any i think this all also boils down to like you don't have to be delusional to be lied to you can say right. yeah go you know if a guy is a fucking sociopath and can sleep with multiple people while married to you then yeah you can be fooled so the idea that like 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 this guy pulled a fast one came clean because he was like, fuck this. I want to live a real normal life. I, I don't want to do. He was, it says even more that he came clean because it was probably exhausting for him. Yeah. Right. To keep and up like, a lie so well. So well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like probably draining in a way that he was like, I'm not even happy. What am I doing? And so he had his own thing, like his own like revelation. Totally. And- I think, okay, so to play devil's advocate for, like, one moment, even though I don't necessarily think this is, like, true, it's just, like, there is a universe in which 
she's actually just experiencing the like um uh the elation of like a rebound like she's totally. like whoa this new person is everything that my ex-husband is not and like oh it's going so well and like sometimes that's like a little bit worrying you know but yeah. also they've been together like five months right yeah five months. so it actually just sounds like it's like I don't know, a healthier connection. <laughs> and, and and I would also say for her family and friends, um, and this is the truth with all social media, they got a view into your life that is the ch- is the non-cheated on view. Like, yeah. in the way, you know, if you, in the way that she was led to believe that this was a faithful marriage, it, it's it's hard to do that with you. It's a lot easier to do that with people over social media and people looking into your life. Everyone thinks the neighbors are doing okay. Everyone thinks the marriage over there is doing is doing well because you put out a good picture for whatever holiday. So if you were fooled, they were definitely fooled. So they're going, wow, they just they divorced so quickly. And it's like, yeah, he cheated on me a thousand times with everyone in the fucking block and it's like I had to go and they're not experiencing the next phase which is like tasting ice cream now that you have taste buds like I I think you're getting and listen I I agree with like the pump on the brakes thing like the devil's advocate in this scenario makes sense like hey it's your first relationship out of a thing that was devastating yeah. Make sure you're with the right person. Make sure right. make sure like you bring them yourself. around. Yeah, check in with yourself. Make sure you bring them around. Be a little less trusting. I know that's hard for a partner, but like oh, yeah. maybe a little you know, may, let's let's take some stock of how we work through relationships that can get us better for the next one. But I do believe that if someone was cheating on you that much, the next thing can just taste like the real thing. It is like having the fruit that's actually ripe, you know, like and right. that's where I'm like, you're not crazy. So it's a little bit of them, but you're doing okay. I, I would say. Right. Right. I agree with that. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Brittany Carney. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. This, this was so fantastic. We got into your your stuff a little bit. I'm happy we did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was exciting. Um, I want everyone to go follow Brittany. She's so funny. I love watching you on stage. I can't say that enough. At Brittany underscore Carnage. Go follow on Instagram. I'll be pushing out her information. I'm Jared Freed. We're here Mondays and Thursdays. Keep sending your emails. Keep telling your friends. We will be back next episode. Boom.